Welcome to Urban Plant Health Network's podcast series, The Good, The Bad and The Bugly. If you look carefully, you can find all sorts of bugs in your urban backyard. Knowing the difference between the good and the bad bugs and reporting the bad bugs or exotic pests when you see them is essential to keeping our gardens and horticulture industries healthy. Today, we're going to take a detailed look at one of the exotic or bad bugs, the tomato potato psyllid, otherwise known as TPP. And as the name suggests, you do not want to find these in your tomato or potato plants. To find out more, I'm joined in the Urban Plant Health Network's podcast studio by Callum Fletcher, Biosecurity Coordinator at Ausveg. Callum, thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Callum, what is TPP and why should I keep an eye out for it? The tomato potato psyllid is a very small little insect. It's black, it's got wings, and it's about the size of an aphid. But the one distinguishing feature about it is it has a strong white band across its back. And that's certainly a way that you can keep an eye um, looking out for it. So it's a nasty little exotic pest. What, what I mean by that is that it's something that we didn't have in the country up until very recently. It, it arrived in probably around 2017 in Perth and has since spread around West Australia. But luckily it's not present in any of the eastern states at the moment. So we want to keep it like that way. So the idea is that we hope that we can get um, members of the public to keep an eye out for it and report it if they see it because the longer we don't have it here on the eastern states the better it is because it's been a real pain for the um, West Australian members of the public who have vegetables in their back garden and also farmers who um, supply us all with uh, the food that we eat. Well, Callum, we'll drill down into the bug and its details a little bit further, but you're saying it, it's a real pain, but what does it actually do um, to plants? Yeah, okay. So what it is, it's a sap-sucking insect. So it flies in and will then suck the sap out of the plant, and what that does is uh, weakens the plant up to the point where it may actually kill it. But even while feeding, it's draining the energy. So what that means is that the any of the fruit capsicums or tomatoes or so or any uh, potatoes and tubers they're distorted they're shrunken they're sick and basically and not great eating and it lowers the yield as well so you don't get as many um, products out of it the other thing it does is it transmits a bacteria now this isn't a bacteria that's harmful to humans but what it does is cause the uh, potato to go a darkish browning colour when we cook it or boil it or fry it and of course this is unsightly it looks looks ugly and it also means that we can't be used for making chips or, or any of those products that we we enjoy uh, when we have potatoes so yeah that's that's called zebra chip disease and sadly enough this little bug is a great carrier of that but luckily from what we know so far that actual bacteria isn't present in Australia. So as long as we keep it that way, the better it is. But this is something that people need to, to keep an eye out. If you're cooking potatoes and you suddenly see that they've all got this brown stripiness to them, that's something we should be really concerned about and worried about. And, you know, it would be great if, if people would report that if they do see it. 
Earlier on, Callum, you gave a brief description of what it is. It, it's a flying insect, isn't it? But it's, let's start at the eggs. What do yep. they look like? Where do people find them and what do they need to look for? So I just described the adult, which is rather tricky to see because it's got such strong hind legs that when you see it on the plant, if you slightly disrupt it, what it does is jump about a foot in the air and fly off. Now, the eggs are quite interesting. So if you're looking at the fringe or the edge of a uh, tomato plant or, or a uh, potato plant or a capsicum plant, they'll just be these tiny little dots hanging right off the absolute edge of the leaf and connected by a small um, connecting band. They are tricky to see, but what they are is they're only along the edge of the leaf. So you're not, we won't see them throughout the leaf, you'll just see them on the, right on the, on the sides there. The one thing I really do, though, get um, people to look out for is the nymphs or the young. So this is where the eggs are hatched, they develop into small little insects that don't have wings. They look like, I guess, scale insects, if you're familiar with that. They're yellow. As they grow up, they get these little wing pads as they're developing those wings before they are able to use them. And they're, they're green, so you're getting a little, little yellow insect, sort of diamond-shaped, with green wing pads. Now, why I say for people to look for these is because when you look at them, uh, they're usually on the underside of the leaf, they're usually midway down the plant. So if you go and, and look at, say, a tomato plant, look in the middle mid-range leaves, and look underneath them. The reason why I say for people to look for them um, is because they won't fly off, so they're not going anywhere. So you can have a good close look, and if you are concerned, then it's easy to take a few leaves and put them in a plastic bag and store them, potentially something in the freezer, which keeps them safe so that someone can have a look at them. The other thing that members of the public might be aware of in looking for these psyllids is when the nymphs or the young are feeding, they secrete some sugary substance, which looks a little bit like um, icing sugar. And that stays on the underside of the leaf where they've been feeding. So if you're seeing little sugar crystals on the leaf, and then sometimes what that causes is a little bit of sooty mold colouring um, to develop um, on the underside of the leaf. So if you're seeing something like sugar or some mold developing around, amongst that sugar, then that's a sure sign or a very good sign that the plant's being fed on by these little critters. So certainly keep an eye out for that. Callum, is this a bug that you treat yourself or because we've only seen a few instances of it in Australia, this is something you really need to report rather than, you know, spray it and try and kill it? That's exactly right. If you're living in Perth, it's too late. It's become, you know, established from up to Carnarvon and Geraldton up in the north along down uh, to Albany um, in the south. So, a large swathe of West Australia has the psyllid. So those growers, people with back gardens in the Perth metro area or, or those towns that I mentioned, absolutely fine for them to get the spray out and try and manage them because it is having a real impact on their growing over summer. There are bugs that will feed on them as well. So be careful with what sprays that you use because things like ladybugs or lacewings are great at controlling the psyllid numbers as well. So they will be munching away. And if you use the wrong kind of insecticide, then um, you might accidentally kill those beneficial bugs. But certainly for anyone who's living in South Australia, Tasmania, Victoria, New South Wales, or Queensland and Northern Territory, if you're seeing these signs uh, in your plants, then what I'd like you to do is take some photos, 
take some samples if you can, put them in a like a freezer bag or, or something like that, and store them, and call the exotic plant pest hotline, which is on one eight hundred o eight four eight eight one. And what they'll do there is they'll put you in contact with an entomologist, a bug scientist, and that person will be able to talk you through about what you've seen and decide whether or understand whether it is actually the tomato potato syrup. Because if we can detect it early over in one of these eastern states, what they can do is eliminate it potentially. The government will have trained staff that will hopefully be able to contain where the psyllid is and get rid of it so that we don't have to continue to have its presence. And Callum, I'm guessing too, this is a timely reminder for following pretty much the same procedure for anything that you find in your garden that you suspect as being an exotic pest? That's true. There's a range of other pests and diseases that we like to try and encourage people to keep an eye out for because some things like the psyllid, yes, they are difficult to see you know, without the help of a microscope. But there are other ones out there in other countries that do tend to show up every now and then in Australia, uh, but they're quite distinctive. And that's where we, we ask the members of the public to keep an eye out for them because they're memorable. They're distinctive and probably um, reasonably easy to identify. So we've got a few that we try to encourage people to keep an eye out for. Sorry. What are some of those, Cal? A lot of Australians are familiar with the fruit fly, the Queensland fruit fly and the medfly. They're um, not in certain parts of the country. So if you do see some fruit fly, make sure that you report it. Another one that people might be aware of is the bumblebee, which is present in Tasmania, but isn't present in mainland Australia. And if you've seen pictures of them, they're very cute and they're rather, rather large. So you probably would be able to pick them if you did see one. And then finally, the one that we also like to push with members of the public to keep an eye out for is the giant African land snail. And as the name suggests, it's a very large snail. And if you see a very large snail, it's worth reporting because what these things do is they breed like anything. And an adult female can lay 800 eggs and soon these infestations or uh, numbers of, of snails just get out of control and because they're so large they can eat a lot and it's certainly not something that we want to have over here and because it is a snail though it aids in getting rid of it you know they're not going to go flying away or move fast so if we can get on top of it soon then we can contain them they're the ones that I would say that people should really keep an eye out for. Callum just before I let you go Probably a bit of timely reminder in terms of general biosecurity responsibilities, but any idea how TPP actually got into the country to start with? Well, that's a good question. We do know how it got into New Zealand, and we suspect that it's a similar to how it got into Australia. So people were actually smuggling chilies, most likely, and what happened was that the eggs and the nymphs were actually in the, uh, the top end, or the calyx of chilli, and they got in and basically established themselves in a few glass houses and then went um, crazy. Now, we don't know if that's the case with Perth, but certainly it's far too far for a psyllid to fly all that way from New Zealand to Perth. The most likely um, scenario is that was human transported, you know, either through shipping or um, coming across with people flying into Perth. That's why we have these... Um, federal staff at the airports and working in the ports you know working to to check if people are bringing in food or other products into the country because 
these little things they can stow away unintentionally on things that you've bought from your holidays back when we could have international holidays and what they do is establish themselves in the Australian environment and and potentially can spread over the entire country doing tremendous damage to to industry you know so what they do is they get into farms and what it means is that growers have to either use more insecticide or the yields drop so much that what happens is that the the effect is that we pay higher prices for produce in the supermarkets and the other impact of course is on everyday uh, members of society who have gardens you know you put all this effort into growing up seedlings and then suddenly it's all ruined by a brand new bug so Backyard gardeners and consumers really are impacted by the arrival of any new plant pests and diseases. Callum, one last time, what is that phone number and also web address if people suspect they do um, have an exotic pest? The phone number is one 800 And if you're looking for the address, well, it's probably best to phone, but you can also go to the Plant Health Australia website. What will happen is that you'll be put in contact with a professional who will be able to ask you all the right questions to discover whether it is or isn't a a pest. And don't be afraid to do that if you see something because it might be something that's already present and and not a problem. But if it isn't, the sooner we get on to um, controlling its spread and limiting it, the more likely we will be able to eradicate it and keep it out of Australia. Callum Fletcher, Biosecurity Coordinator at Ausvich. Keep up the good fight in terms of keeping those bugs out of Australia and the ones that have got through under control or eliminating them. And thank you very much for joining me in the Urban Plant Health Network's podcast studio. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad and The Bugly. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. This podcast was developed for the Urban Plant Health Network.